Hello, everyone. I am Dave Kieran, and I am Gilar Fahodian. We are educators and entrepreneurs too. And this is Innovation Fuel. Innovation Fuel is brought to you by University Canlewes, an innovative business and technology university. It's a business podcast with a new episode every two weeks. At University Canada West, we believe that our students are the future of Canada. Definitely, we believe these are the future. We arm them with tools to bring real-life stories into the classroom, which we, they can take with them as they embark on their journeys to becoming the next leaders of tomorrow. Innovation for you is our way of sharing these stories with you. So, Galari and I will bring you real stories with BC local business owners as guests. If you would like to know more about us, you can visit www.youcanwest.ca/innovationfuel. Without further ado, let's ignite today's episode of Innovation Fuel. have a very exciting episode for you. Gerlari, tell us why it's exciting. Well, Dave, uh, today's guest is Herman Fink. He is a UCW alumni, but oh, nice. and I think you know him because he you were mentee on our consultations project program, which we were going to tell our listeners all about later this episode. Yeah, no, actually, Herman's even a past student of mine. Very, very exciting. Yeah, it is. Herman moved to Canada four years ago from Mexico City, where he had already established his advertising agency. So he was entrepreneur before. He came here, he studied uh, MBA at UCW, and now he has a new company, and he's a co-founder of that one right here in Vancouver. Herman, would you tell us more about this new company? Yes, tell us more, Herman. Sure. Hi, Dave Hagelar. Thank you for having me. Um of course, I will tell you about this company. Uh, first of all, the name is Nikki. This company is a real estate service that is provided through an app. And what we basically do is we provide accommodation for international students that are moving from abroad. Uh, now, what we believe at Nikki is that every student has the right to have an experience that's less stressful than it is actually. Um, so the first thing that we, that we thought of addressing was real estate issues. Um, and just to take you quickly through through one experience, imagine you are an international student, you're moving abroad, uh, you're trying to deal with uh, all the legal documents that you require, and on top of that, you are worried of where are you, where you're going to live. Now, yeah, when you engage in that, uh, you know you you don't know what's the scene like, what are people like. You start applying, and maybe people don't trust you because you're not in the country, so you can't go for a viewing. You can't have that that personal connection that usually you have when you rent a property. Um, so what the app does is it tries to mimic that interaction between renter and landlord and connects them, takes them through a very easy to follow flow um, where they can interact and engage in a rental regardless of where they are physically. 
So what was your solution? So you just connect them and how you build that trust? Sure. So the way, the way we build that trust is very interesting. Actually, we decided to go with verified accounts. You might be already familiar with them since a lot of our social platforms have them. However, verified accounts for us means that we have, we have checked both international students and landlords or homeowners to make sure um, on the international student side that it is an actual student that is coming to a country to study that they have their papers ready, that they have an acceptance letter from school, and they are who they say they are. Uh, now, on the homeowner side, we verify the property to make sure that it's there, that it's actually property that is available for renting, and there's a landlord behind it that is willing to to rent and not just some some scam. So, Herman, how did you find the gap here? What what led you down this path? Like, what was the challenge that you you under you discovered here? Well, it all started with my personal experience. Uh, coming here as an international student and the people around me. So I had I had classmates who were staying at hotels or at hostels for a long time before they were even able to find a place to stay, their first place. Mm-hmm. So um, given that experience and, and the challenge that it was to, to find something before getting here, um, I was talking to my co-founders now and we were just discussing about how awful the experience of renting a property is regardless of the country it's uh you mm-hmm. know uh, we have been getting used to this process where it's it's not really a good service but we're just used to how it is Chall- and challenging for students not only on a financial element i assume and uh, but a f- also a challenge because you don't know what you're getting exactly you don't know what you're getting and a big part of it is showing the property how it is um obviously taking pictures of it displaying it as as advertised right I- and uh, people, I mean, both parties, can they review each other? Both parties get in contact through the app. Um, right now, there's no, there's no reviews. That's coming in a, in a mm-hmm. second development. Um, however, there is interaction between them. So um, to take you quickly through the flow of how, how a rental process works through the app is um, I, download, I download Nikki. I look for properties just like I would on, on any of those other platforms mm-hmm. for, rent, for real estate. Um, I select the property that I want and I express my interest in renting it. That sends an alert to the land uh, to the landlord or the homeowner. When they receive that alert, they can review the person's bio, see um, just a couple documents because we don't disclose all the all their information at first. Um, and then, given that information and what they read, they can decide if they want to rent or not. Now, at that moment, the landlord is already aware that we have done our job, our due diligence, and we know that that person can actually financially rent the property. Mm-hmm. So there's that element of, of the safety of, of having that, that reassurance. So then if they decide to approve the students, they just choose approve and a two-way chat opens so they can start communicating. Then they can discuss some details and you know uh, polish things out before the, the student actually goes and, and makes a payment through the app. Wow. So you take away the risk for the landlord and also facilitate the student with this opportunity to find something in a market that who knows what you're going to yes. get. And as an extra layer of security, the company takes uh, money in escrow and keeps it. Pretty similar to what you mm-hmm. have been able to see in, in Airbnb. Um, so we ask the money from, from the student. So they give us their month deposit, their half month, uh, the half month deposit and their, their first month's rent. And then we keep it until the student is safely in their home. Then they send us an alert, okay. I'm safe, I'm in my home, and then that triggers our payments to the landlord. So you will take your commission from this transaction? Yes. 
Okay. So do you think Airbnb is your competitor and Craigslist or even the Facebook pages or what else? What kind of other competitors you think that in the market? We have several competitors out there. Um, they're indirect competitors, however, uh, but they definitely are um, maybe even cheaper, right? So we have, we have Craigslist, we have uh, Kijiji, uh, Airbnb mm -hmm. in a way. It can be a competitor, especially now that's because of COVID, they've, they've thought of moving to uh, long-term rentals. Mm -hmm. So it could potentially be a, a strong competitor. Uh, okay. So you need a developer. Are you a developer? We, ha we have a development company that works with us. Uh, so you outsource that once? Yes, we outsource. So what do you do in your company that you don't outsource it? What's your, what's your all activity? What we focus in the, in the company... Uh, because we've outsourced all the developments, is we do the product development. So everything mm -hmm. has to do with, with how the, the app is going to look, the experience, the user experience, user interface, um, all that design. Uh, then the marketing that goes around it, everything is is, doing, is done with it from within the company. And finally, on the, on the sales front, we have all the, the partnerships that we establish, which is something that um, brings a lot of business to us. So what we do is we we partner with um, universities to have mm -hmm. you know to be closer to the students. We partner with real estate companies um, to have the property side have uh, verified listings. So um, how has the response been with real estate companies and universities with this idea and this concept? Well, to be honest, they all like the idea. Uh, they all see that there's a need for it in the in the especially in the country because there's a lot of scams. Mm -hmm. And uh, particularly with universities and, and colleges that we've approached, uh, they all mentioned that their students are, are constantly being scammed and they pay for properties and then they get there. It's not, it's not the real thing. There's no one there. No, they're promised the keys and, you know, how it goes. Yeah. Um, but it is a real problem th that they're seeing out there. Now, on the, on the landlord or homeowner side, um, what they see as a benefit is, is the fact that we are engaging with with the international student community so it's a platform for them their properties to be you know uh, known out there okay what part of your business is you, I mean, in this journey do you think that it was most challenging mm -hmm. one definitely starting um get, like getting traction with with partnerships um why because on one side we have investors right we, we were able to to raise some some funding from a venture capital firm uh, but investors are also uh, wanting to know what you're doing, right? So how are you developing? What are the partnerships that you're getting? And then uh, when you go to the partnerships, the universities, the real estate companies, most of them say, yeah, well, I, I want to see you out there and then I'll sign something with you. Right? I, I would be comfortable working with you once I see you out there. But to see me out there, I need you to sign this. So it's like a little bit of a vicious cycle, if, <laughs> if you want to mention it like that. <laughs> Sermon, Sermon, tell us about how you overcome, overcame that. But tell us about how you overcame that and made those initial partnerships. So the first thing that um, that we did was going through our friends and family network. So trying to figure out who was close to us, how we could get those those connections that maybe were a little bit more solid because of recommendations. And that way we were able to to close a couple of deals that gave us a little bit of uh, you know more more confidence from other partners. And that's how we how we decided to start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you get any kind of help from the government or in the public sector, or you don't? You did you have any challenges with the public sectors? I mean, legal issues, anywhere where everything was smooth. There is funding that we were seeking from the government. Um, however, we, we opted out uh, to go with uh, private investors. Um, mm -hmm. 
just because of the, the steps that are required, especially in, in Canada, right? Um, there's, there's certain rules when you're incorporate a company and, uh, you know, if you have, for example, a, a Canadian person in your board of directors, it, you have access to different kinds of funding that if you don't. So, uh, we're holding up on that a little bit, just informing ourselves a little bit on what, what we can get. Most of the funding that is available from the government that is very useful for an entrepreneur is um, around salaries. So there's a lot of help mm -hmm. when it comes to hiring a, a Canadian worker, and then the government will refund you at the end of the year, about, let's say, 40% of, of their salary. Herman, uh, do you recommend local students even? who start their own business or start looking for a job for other organization? Well, I would say definitely explore starting a business in, in Canada, in BC, extremely easy because you can, you can start with other types of permits. And there is um, government uh, tools and resources that you can use. Uh, one quick example that even I used was Small Business BC. So going to Small Business BC can give you a lot of information on how to go, how to move forward with starting a business. What papers do you need? What, what do you need to consider? Which website do you need to visit? They even give you a checklist of the steps that you need to follow uh, from starting your business plan, what elements your, your business plan should have. So you can definitely start doing that. If you think you have an idea, start uh, putting it on paper, start crunching the numbers, and then... Go ahead, and if you're ready to, to register your company, go to One Stop BC, and it's very easy. You can do it online. It's not very costly, and you can get your business in a couple of days. <laughs> okay, so, and we, what part of your business is more costly for you? I guess the development is the most expected <laughs> one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what about marketing? Um, marketing would definitely be the second one. Exactly. So first ones, the developers, and then marketing. Yes. Okay. So, and do you, um, what, if you look at your business in five years, mm -hmm. so what you can see in it? So what we want to see in five years is we want to see making not only, not only in Canada, but in other countries. Obviously, the aim is to go to the first market, you know, the, the top international student destination, which is the U.S., and it's an, an easy go-to from, from Canada, from what we've been um, seeing and hearing in, in programs that we've participated in. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, basically we would like to see the company in, in more than one country, just giving this, the service. And what, what kind of help do you think it's, if you receive to go multinational or to other countries, what kind of help do you think you need it? Well, we need the, definitely the support of local partners. Uh, right now we are, we are engaging with Japanese investors and um, so these, these investors are really big players in the real estate uh, space over there. So those are the kind of contacts that we need to get started. Because like I said, verifying properties is a big part of it. So um, just knowing the people that's, that can give us that, that can give us verified listings maybe just to begin with, right? So that people can start having confidence in what we have. Um, it's, it's a little bit like, like reviews work. So once you see that a product has been reviewed 200 times, you know you feel a little mm -hmm. bit more confident. So for us, having those verified properties from from these real estate companies or or real estate investors gives us that gives us let's say um, 100 uh, properties that are already in the app. And then when a person logs in, they see 
oh, there's already a hundred properties here. I might as well put mine up. So uh, how did you get your international investors? Um, well, the way we did it is we are, ba we, I am based here in Canada. My partners are based in, in Mexico. Hmm. And uh, we had, again, from, from family and friends, we had some connections uh, that we were able to, to work. And, um, and we got access to a venture capital firm that eventually gave us uh, the opportunity to present to them. And we're very interested in our, in our project because of the financial projections that we, we presented. Okay, so your, present, your presentations about your financial project could help you to get international investors. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that was it. Thank you. So, you know, you know, it's great. This seems like a, a very interesting business model and a very, it could, it sounds like it could be a very successful business model. You said you're, you're heading in that direction, but then all of a sudden COVID-19 hits and all of a sudden what happened, Herman, tell us what happened to your organization what's happening with your organization as, as we go through these times. Well, COVID was definitely something unexpected for, I guess, for all of us, for every single business out there. Um, however, fortunately, we have uh, we have had some conversations about it. I had already questioned uh, my partners, like, what happens if we go into a, a crisis? Oh, that's that's why it's important for entrepreneurs to to follow up news. There had been rumors of of a crisis that could potentially happen in this year or the next one, just because of how well the the, the markets were doing in the U.S. particularly. And um, so we had this discussion and. Funny enough, if you wanna if you know wanna know a brief story, uh, Airbnb came out uh, during the the final, last financial crisis in two thousand eight. So um, mm -hmm. it, it seems to be all about timing in that regard. And fortunately mm -hmm. for us, we are also in the real estate uh, market. So we that's one of the pillars of of every economy, and we are able to to work through it. Of course, we had to uh, look for other avenues you know how, how to how to work around this this covid situation and um would you like me to tell you uh, like one thing that we did or? yes yeah yeah we'd like to hear yeah tell, please yeah tell us what you did so um well what, what we decided to do was um as you mentioned before in 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 my bio um i co-founded a company an advertising agency back home a few years ago seven years ago And uh, one of the services that we provide there is we do uh, virtual tours because we work with new technologies for advertising. And um, so in the real estate markets, we, we do virtual tours, 360 tours, immersive experiences that allow users to get to know a property from the comfort of their home and their computer. Mm -hmm. So um, using that as a sort of as an aid, uh, we started contacting our, our partners, which we currently have. And offering these the services so that we can bring in some some extra money as well. So, Herman, with this this situation and maybe the lack of you know international students that are coming to Canada because of the limitation of the borders being shut down, you know, do you see your model scaling in a different way? Do you see a pivot happening here? Are you going to pivot in a different direction to maybe see how Nikki could support real estate or landlords? Is is that you know where, where do you see this going? Well, our focus is re remains on international students. However, we have, um, like COVID has prompted some conversations about how we deal with uh, local students. So how do we switch our, flow, our workflow so that it works with an international student that is already here and just wants to move within the, within the country? Um, 
So we're doing those those tweaks, planning for those interface changes, so that we can adapt to that to that local market while we figure out if uh, international travel is is reopened. It's uh, you're the co-founder. How many partners you have? Two more. You said that the one of the biggest costs is developer. So what if your developer could be your partner? Do you think that it could reduce your cost? So one of the first conversations that we had after after the COVID uh, crisis started was we we had a conversation with our developers and we presented a plan where we offered them um, some pro bono work mm-hmm. and in exchange we would give them uh, you know ownership of the company. Okay. They uh, already have that proposal on the table and. Um, they they said they would they would think about it that you need to also be in a better position financially to to be able to provide those services just because for them it means uh free labor right so they have to cover for the costs mm-hmm. with other work and one more question is your developers on canada or outside no we decided to go outside of of canada we are developing actually in south america and argentina specifically okay so let's determine why 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 choose outside of canada for developers what was the reasoning? Well, um, one of them, one of them is the, the cost. Um, mm-hmm. It is it is cheaper, unfortunately, to, to develop outside outside of Canada. Uh, but also there is um, language, mm-hmm. right? So um, my co-founders, like I'm, I'm very fortunate to be here in Canada and to to speak English. Uh, my co-founders also do, but it's not their first language. So sometimes with these details and coming into development and the communication that you need with a, with a developer in terms of, of user experience and interface, uh, it requires for you to, to speak your first language. So we decided to go with a, a country that would speak the same one. Absolutely. Awesome. And so can you uh, tell us a little bit more about your co-founders? You know, we we see in today's world that more and more businesses are tending to leverage co-founders instead of doing it by themselves. Tell us about that journey. Yeah, so uh, having co-founders is actually really nice. Um, the first uh, company that I co-founded, there's five of us, so there's there's even more partners, and uh, there's a lot of benefits that come with it. So when you're alone, you have to basically have or get expertise from different domains that may not be your your strengths. Now having co-founders eases off that that pressure because. Um, most of the times people that we partner with are not only people that we get along with and we, we have the same, same vision, but also that our, you know, the skills complement each other. So in my case, I have one of my partners is an industrial engineer. So very focus oriented, aesthetically trained, uh, which gives us a lot of um, power for our branding. And then um, I have also a marketer. You know, someone who has worked in advertising for several years, who has worked for, for top firms in advertising around the world. So also his expertise and, and his experience working gives me a little, you know, a little, little extra. And for me, um, um, my background is in IT, so network security, and I have training in business. Uh, you know, my MBA has proven to be a lot, um, you know, worth a lot when it comes to starting a business. So Herman, talking to now budding entrepreneurs, let's uh, let, you know, would you, how, what message would you pass on to them? How, how would you tell them about your, your, you've now had two ventures um, and, and still going, can you pass on any, any wisdom to our, to students that might be choose this direction? So what I would say is um, first of all, be patient, 
uh, be patient because nothing is going to come easy. Even, even if you have the greatest of ideas, uh, it still needs a lot of work. Expect to have weeks where you work 80 hours a week. And not only because uh, I'm, I'm not saying that uh, as in you're going to be working 80 hours on your business, but maybe you're going to be working 40 hours on your business and 40 hours on another job because you're going to need something that still gives you money. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. If you're not fortunate enough to to have a, you know some financial support from someone else, that's what's going to happen. That's what most people do. So you have a job, a daily job that you have to maintain, and that gives you money to keep pursuing your dream and your venture. Nice. Thank you, Herman. It was really great to talk to you. I'm I'm really excited to to be a part of this of this podcast. I think uh, a lot of people will benefit from it. I hope um, businesses see the value of having these insights, and also um, students students get get the information that they require to to start their own ventures, which is very exciting. Do you recommend to the international students to start their own business in Canada? I would say yes. Um, definitely consider Canada as a place to start. Um, there's a lot of support from the government systems to allow you to start. Um, and one thing in particular that we have here in BC is you don't need to be um, a PR holder to start a company. Okay. So you can start a company even with a with a you know a student visa, a working visa. So that's really good for someone that's starting. Great. Great. Thank you, Herman. Great. So, thank you, Herman. Thanks for the uh, the the great information about Nikki App, and it's it's at nikkiapp.com. Is that how they can reach it, nikkiapp.com, or is it available in the App Store? Yes, yes, you can find us on nikkiapp.com, and it will be available in the App Stores um, a couple of weeks. In a couple of weeks. Great. Well, Herman, thank you very much. Uh, really a, a great having you on the show. Uh, Gloria and I both enjoyed uh, having a conversation about your business and we wish you ample success. But, you know, if anybody's out there and just like out there and has a story similar to Herman, they would like to share it with us. Uh, we'd love to have you on the show to have a chat about what you're doing and how you're overcoming uh, some challenges with COVID-19 and uh, and how may you might be innovating in your business. But also we want to give an opportunity for any businesses out there that are really struggling right now. We've got a, a troop full of students here and we can definitely align some of our students to some capstone opportunities when helping you solve some of those elements, bringing their knowledge to your business to help both of you work together, synergize and help each other to uh, develop. So please reach out to us uh, at our at our handle, which is www.ucanwest.ca backslash innovation fuel. Thank you for joining our show today. And please visit Nikki app, N-I-K-I-A-P-P.com to have more information about Herman's business. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Galari, this has been a very exciting conversation today. Hey, what do we have up next? Who's coming down the pipeline for Innovation Fuel? I'm not telling you, Dave. It's going to be a surprise. We will talk about it next episode. Let's see who's coming. Oh, well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Do come and join us again in two weeks' time, and we'll have some exciting, as Galari says, not something that I know is going to happen, but Galari seems to know. But Galari's got a secret to share with us, I guess, and we'll see who will be joining us and what story will we learn. Thank you. 